been talking, we talked last week about what, uh, what's God like? And if you remember and if you were there, we talked about God as a, he's a redeemer, he's a king, he's a judge, but first he's a father. First he's a father. We can see Ephesians 1, 3 through 5 shows us that. He starts as a father. That's, that's who he is. And, and so the next question we want to try to address is what kind of father is God? It's really important, isn't it? Because all of us have some kind of idea of what a father is. Um, but we need to understand that human fatherhood is not the source of understanding about God. God's fatherhood is actually the source of all fatherhood. He's the one who's doing it correctly, okay? And so I encourage us all, we all have dysfunctional fathers. And we all are dysfunctional fathers who are fathers here. We are witnesses to the Father in imperfect ways, and we're getting to know Him together with us. One of the best ways I've found to know what Father's like is to just see what He's doing in other people. Revelation says the, what is it? The testimony of Jesus. The testimony of what Jesus is doing is the spirit of prophecy. It's calling us back to who Jesus is. So we just finished 10 days of our life transformation school. Uh, some of you have been through that. We have 56 people go through that. They're part of uh, this congregation. That It's our basic discipleship of orientation of what it's like to meet this Father. So what we're going to do today, the message, if you will, is simply this. It's testimonies. I find there's nothing more powerful than that. And so we've got some people excited, some people terrified to give their testimony. So let's support them as they come and do that. Samantha, why don't you come up first? Talk about what Jesus is doing in you. Hi, everyone. There's a lot of people out here. Um, I'm going to uh, read off my testimony. Um, I decided to go to LTS. I wasn't going to go, and then um, it just happened to come together, and I was with Anna, and Anna's like, oh, there's a spot open. Let's get you registered. So um, I registered for LTS. Uh, I have believed in God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit existed from the age of 12. I accepted Christ as my Savior when I was 13. Until a year ago, I was the prodigal daughter that turned from God and from my faith. It wasn't until February 23rd of 2022 that I audibly heard the Father calling me back to Him as I sat on my kitchen floor preparing to take my own life. It has been an immense journey of God healing my brokenness from that very moment to now. LTS opened my eyes and helped me gain understanding of the scriptures in a way that has begun to transform me in my walk with God. The concept of God being a loving Father was not an easy concept for me to accept. As we started LTS, however, the more I leaned in and dug in deep with God, the love of my Heavenly Father shone through. LTS has shown me and allowed God to challenge my old ways of thinking, breaking generational curses off of me and my family, and opening my eyes to things that I needed to take to my Father and ask Him to help me to change illuminating faucets of my heart that needed to be examined to grow and mature in God's love. One example of how God has been working on me is the unforgiveness that has been in my heart and the release I felt when I took these old hurts to the cross and left them there. As I've been going through LTS, it has opened doors for me to share Christ with my coworkers, my family members, and friends that have seen the difference in my life. That is why I decided to be baptized this Sunday. I want to rededicate my life to Christ. I never understood why I accepted Christ as my Savior as a child. But now as an adult, I understand that he loved us so much that from the time that he was a young child, he made that decision to sacrifice himself for us. That there's no greater friend than Jesus and I can trust in him to guide me, protect me, and love me like no one else. Without his love, compassion, and comfort, 
I would not be standing here today. My hope for anyone reading this or listening to this today that maybe felt alone, broken, lost, anxious, hurt, angry, bitter, know that God hasn't given up on you. Your value to him is more precious than silver or gold. And he valued you so much that he became flesh and gave his only son so that we might have eternal life. He loves us and wants us and wants to love you, showing you, guiding you, and caring for you. Nothing on earth will ever satisfy you the way the love of our Father does. And I hope today that you reach for that love that's been freely given to all of us. Anna, come on up. <laughs> right? Did you feel that? Woo! Anna, come. Uh, good morning. Um, my name's Anna. Um, just to give a little context, I am new to the area, new to the church, and um, I came down here a little less than a year ago um, from Michigan. So um, just wanted to give my testimony this morning. Um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect coming into LTS, so I was like pretty, pretty low expectation. Um, but I, uh, I came in complete emptiness to start this week of LTS. I've had nothing left to give of myself, no strength left to do the things on my own. My own self-sufficiency of heart and soul needed a change. Needed Jesus to speak. The Lord has used every single session to pour life back into me, and it has gone right to the heart every day. Uh, heavy things, deep things, layers on layers of my heart, mind, and soul that have needed the fresh touch of Jesus. To be reminded of his deep love and to see how he makes our complicated things simple. Uh, my prayer for years has been, to, has been to move the knowledge of him from my head to the knowing him in my heart. Um, I have followed the Lord for most of my life and I have loved and wanted to serve him, but I have realized that I have been holding something back in my heart and something of myself from completely following, following him with abandon. But the journey he has had me on this last year has really broken down um, what I have built up in and around my heart. And he has been become my new foundation, my solid rock. Uh, because of this, I want to be baptized in his life, uh, to hold nothing in reserve, and nothing back, but to make this public declaration that I am the Lord's and that nothing can separate me from the Father's love. Um, can I share? All right. I have, um, I have this awesome verse that he, he gave me um, just in connection with this. Um, it's out of Isaiah 44, 1 through 5. But hear now, O Jacob, my servant, Israel, who I have chosen, Thus says the Lord who made you, who formed you from the womb and will help you. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, Jeshurun, who I have chosen. For I will pour water on a thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon you, upon your offspring, and my blessing on your descendants. They shall spring up among the grass like willows by flowing streams. This one will say, I am the Lord's. Another will call on the name of, the, of Jacob, and another will write on his hand the Lord's, and, his name, and name himself by the name of Israel. Thank you, Anna. Shannon, you come on up. Here you go. Hi, I'm Shannon, everybody. So I grew up going to church in Kansas City and was baptized at the age of seven. I understood in simple terms that Jesus came to save me from my sins, but I didn't understand what it truly meant to walk in relationship with him. I think at that young age, it was natural for me to accept the things I had been learning each week, and I wanted to go to heaven in the future. Fast forward in college, God gifted me with several spiritual mothers who further solidified that the journey with Christ was desirable and attainable. 
Those women in Georgia were the hands and feet of Jesus to me, loving me as their own children. Through experiences with them, I encountered the Holy Spirit that I had longed to learn more about all these years. Long story short, through several seasons of what you can call wildernesses, I began to grow tired and weary. I began to doubt whether God loved me. It was difficult for me to focus on my own lane and walk with Christ. I felt that God loved others more than me, while I felt confused and abandoned. I thought, God can handle my questions. I'll be honest with him and tell him how I really feel. I spiraled into bitterness. Eventually, I felt exhausted, and I no longer wanted to have bitterness toward the Lord. God has long been restoring on my, working on my heart to restore to me the joy of his salvation. I knew that I needed to start over with him and open my heart to him again. I have been well aware that I cannot fully understand all his ways, but I need to learn to trust him. When I had the opportunity to participate in LTS, I felt a tug that this is something I needed to do. The teachings on the Father's heart have resonated with me. He loves me, and he is good to me. Today, I would like to recommit my life to following him for the rest of my days. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon. Let's welcome Bo. Is Kevin Chumley in the house? Uh, we'll tell Kevin, thank you for going on and on about LTS. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus. My name is Bo. My most, thank you. My most profound breakthrough occurred on the second night of LTS. Jonathan was warning against things within that can position us to miss God's grace. Bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness. These were all familiar topics from years of recovery work. In my notes, I even wrote that I could not identify any lingering bitterness. So you know what's about to come. <laughs> As we began working our way through a tool called the downward spiral of bitterness, I was still getting nothing. Then, about halfway through, Jonathan phrased a question in such a way that it transported me back to my childhood. Though both of my parents have gone on to be with the Lord, I recognized I harbored bitterness toward my mother for the way she sometimes spoke harshly to my father. In response, I stood before the class and forgave my mother. Now that bitterness and unforgiveness, now that they were resolved, Holy Spirit began showing me the rest of the story. He reminded me of how I have taken offense with my wife. Paula might ask me an innocent question that I would receive as criticism and in turn become defensive. And she's doing this. <laughs> Holy Spirit revealed to me that this perceived offense had been rooted in my unforgiven, my unforgiven resentment toward my mother. Thankfully, Paula was awake when I returned home that night. I shared with her the things Holy Spirit had uncovered and used the opportunity to offer my amends to her. While the bitterness, while the bitterness exercise, while the bitterness exercise brought me the greatest victory, there was another session that challenged me to be on guard. I learned a new term, independent spirit. This was defined as wanting to do God's will my way. Wanting to do God's will my way. How twisted is it for me to say, God, come on, let's do it my way. Is it even God's will if I'm doing it, if I'm not doing it his way? So this will become a good litmus test for my decision-making going forward. I want to do God's will, and I want to do it his way. Thank you for letting me share. Come on, Chanda.
third night of LTS, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I had rejected God as a father. I accepted him as God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, but not as God the Father. And I honestly didn't realize I had done it. God showed me the moment it happened 14 years ago. I had a traumatic event, and during that time, I started seeing my heavenly father as a heavy-fisted father who gave extreme punishment like my earthly father. So in that moment, I no longer felt safe with God, the Father. But through LTS, the lenses of my heart adjusted. I began to see clearly. God is love, and God is good, and he is first a father. And to see Jesus is to see the Father. So as I look back over the last 14 years and my walk with Jesus, who I adore, I saw that God the Father was always there. I went from complete shock to complete brokenness to realize I had lived 14 years without acknowledging God as my Father. I have felt empty and now I feel so full. I have an Abba who loves me, who is patient, kind, and gentle. And though I rejected him as my Father, he never rejected me as his daughter. Thank you. So beautiful. Dr. Wee, Lou, come share with us. Good morning. If it's okay, I'd like to start with, I'd like to thank my wife, Josephine. Um, yeah, the past two weeks, I've been gone every night. And um, yeah, she's been faithful to hold down the fort at home and take care of our lively four kids by herself. So, um, so thank you for that. And, yeah, I think when Jesus invites us to do something important, there's usually a cost. And so, so Josephine, thanks for counting the cost for me. I love you. So, yeah, I wrote down my testimony. Um, so I've been working in the ER full time for the past two years, but it feels like 20. Uh, patients come to the ER for many reasons. Some people come to the ER because they feel there's nowhere else to go. They've lost hope because their current support system has failed them, or they have no support system at all. This sense of abandonment can be overwhelming. Or they come to the ER because they're dying. There's an impending sense of doom, and they teeter on the edge of life and death. And sometimes they return from the brink. At other times, it may be their last. Or they come to the ER because an addiction has been giving them a false sense of relief and they realize these addictions have become a curse and they feel trapped. And although I'm there to help, I also see myself in each of these patients. I was running on fumes, gasping, and desperately looking for the nearest ER. I was on the brink. I needed resuscitation, and coming to LTS had been my ER. As a physician, part of my training is to answer the question, what will kill this patient? So for example, if someone has chest pain, in my mind I already have at least five medical conditions that can kill them. So my job is to rule out, to rule in those medical conditions. And these five things are crucial to know because it could mean life or death. In the same way, I feel that the teachings at LTS have been crucial for me. And not knowing these principles of our faith could determine life or death. The stakes are very high. For me, one of those teachings was on my identity as a son. LTS reminded me of my true identity as a son and how I have a father who has chosen me and adopted me before the creation of the world. I don't have to live as an orphan or a slave anymore. I don't have to strive for his approval or praise. I'm totally accepted in his love and justified by grace. Life is not all on me. I can know that I'm provided for I'm loved, and I can rest in this truth. I was reminded that Jesus lived out this father-son reality. This was the secret fuel to his power. And by God's grace, this reality of the father is something I learned to recover during my time at LTS. Uh, for example, um, they had us go through different exercises, and there was an exercise that uh, just helped us to learn to experience the father's love for us in a deeper way. And I felt so much more freedom and confidence. Um, but I'll be honest, uh, some of these exercises are a little weird. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 
It, it may be uncomfortable at times, but I, here's the deal. It's not weird if it works. So some of you may be curious about what I'm talking about. I don't want to give away too much. It's just, it's just too good. You have to sign up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so one of the exercises was about the prodigal father. And uh, at the end, we had an opportunity to experience what that's like. And so basically, um, I sit up and uh, had the chance to be intimately hugged by a grown man that I barely knew. <laughs> and, and it was weird because I'm not a physical touch type, type of person. But in that moment, I just, I just was overwhelmed by the Father's love for me. And yeah, just so much freedom and confidence in his love for me. So at LTS, I humbly learned that I don't know everything about God. And when it comes to knowing who the Father is, I've barely scratched the surface. I've learned there's a big difference between uh, living for my identity versus from it. The foundation of Jesus' life is that he's a son. And by his help, I want to walk that out for myself. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. Come on, Caroline. I, 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 I asked we to be clear just because there's too many Netflix specials out there to make you wonder what we're talking about. <laughs> it was hugging. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, Caroline. Thanks. Hi. Hi, guys. I'm Caroline. Um, I'm just going to read what I wrote here because I'm kind of a crier, so I'm just going to try to keep it in. Okay, here we go. Um, because of this holy time at LTS that God invited me into, I feel awakened by the truth. Before I was walking through life, knowing that I was supposed to be a daughter of the king, and I was supposed to be able to walk in the spirit, and that God loved me. And yet all of these ideas felt like first-time discoveries within the past two weeks. The Father's love has become so real and palpable for me. And yet, sorry, <laughs> so real and palpable for me. And it has brought a, a lightness and a joy that has been missing for a long time. I believe that a life wholeheartedly seeking God is the best thing for me because he is the best by far. The Lord has gifted me with new understanding that is reshaping my view of him. I see clearly how much he honors free will, that he's not controlling because he wants authentic love and relationship with us. I see how perfect his plans and protection are. How deep is the Father's love for us that he paved the path home and is so patiently and eagerly waiting for us to return to him. For the first time, I feel so understood, so seen and loved by the one who made me. I have clarity about questions that have haunted me and put fear in my heart. And I feel set free from doubt and wondering about my future because I know that my future is with the Father, and I'm thankful that my present is also with him. I'm thankful that I get to walk it out with Jesus, and that when I stumble, he will pick me up, and I'm not alone. These past two weeks have been crazy. <laughs> he's been unraveling bits and pieces of the mystery of him before me, while he's also been unraveling me and helping me shed the things that were weighing me down. So I now feel like I can see much more clearly, and I'm no longer heavy. It's a win-win. <laughs> I feel like a little kid with the best, most faithful dad who loves to play and teach and just be with me. And I feel hungry for righteousness and excited to know my father more. Praise God for all that he so freely gives. I am so in awe of his goodness and his love. Come on, George. Um, good morning, everyone. Um, I'm really nervous. My job is actually a teacher, but this is way more 
<laughs> nervous than that. I'm so nervous I had to type out my notes because I can't read my own handwriting most of the time. Um, and before I start, I just want to say thank you to my wife. She's sitting out there. Um, thank you, honey, for just taking care of me and our children and our house during this last two weeks. I'll be helping our chores again. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't have any much expectations going to LTS, to be honest. I wasn't sure if I wanted to spend that many days in class, and I thought of the other commitments that I would need to put aside, uh, driving my kids to after-school activities, helping with house chores, playing with my children, etc., etc. But I can now say that my life has been transformed. There have been many highlights that I've experienced this past 10 days. And the biggest one would be knowing the nature and personality of the God the Father. It was always hard for me to relate to him because, all, because I always had a false impression or, or understanding of him being the stern and always judging father. I can now say that I'm able to relate to him being my real father and it's been a joy to feel that love that he's constantly offering to me. Throughout LTS, there have been many incidents where I would have a lingering question about him after a particular teaching session. And my answer would be answer either the next day or even the next session. I'll give you an example. Uh, on the first night, uh, Roger taught us to see God through two lenses, God's love and God's kind. And in my notes, I, I start writing down, what's the point of him creating all of us and making us go in all, all the suffering in our life, knowing this is going to happen? And I remember the next day I had lunch with my wife, and I, I told my wife, said, you know, th I've been learning a lot, but this one question I, I'm still not understanding is, why did he do all of these for? And for the longest time, the answer I always get was, is for his glory. And that was really hard for me to understand that. It sounded like he's just... He's bored, he's lonely, he wanted someone to praise him. That didn't sound like the guy I think, you know, I will need to know, right? That evening, Gael taught us the nature of God, and the first thing that struck me was, it said in the Bible, right there in the Bible, it says, God loved us before all creation. And so that was the answer, that God, it was out of love that he created me and all of you. There was another incident. Um, there was a night where my son was um, having some difficulty. Um, he was having difficulty making friends, and so we started talking about friendships, what kind of friends he, we can have in our life. The next day, what was the session about? Friendships. And so there are so many examples of these that um, there was a lady that was sitting next to me uh, on my table that she, after a session she'd be like, did I answer your question? I said, yeah, it did. It was just amazing. I, I, I truly believe that God was speaking to me through the teachers at LTS. And also, we had this two-hour one-on-one uh, prayer session, and that was also really wonderful. Through this session, I discovered that God speaks to me through a gift that he's always had uh, for me. That was my vivid imagination. Um, I mentioned earlier I'm a teacher. I'm also a scientist. I'm very logical. I do, that's what I do at work come up with a scientific experiment, and I, I test it, and I get my answer. So that was always my whole entire life. And for the longest time, whenever I start praying to God, I always get these images in my head of what he looks like in my head. And I always just discard that as just my own image, you know, my own imagination. But through this prayer, I realized that was his gift for me all along. And now I realize that he's speaking to me for many years already through these images in my mind. And now I think I'm now able to experience his presence in me so much easier than before. So although LTS has been tiring for me physically, but I can say spiritually it has been very refreshing. Thank you all. Thank you, so good. Come on, Summer. How are we doing? We just got a few more. Got a few more. I, can, I know my wife's going to have a headache. She's been crying this whole time, but that's, I know it's a good service if my wife has a headache at the end of it. Summer, let's share. I'm one of the terrified ones, so I've <laughs> been feeling like I'm about to puke, so uh, bear with me. <laughs> okay. 
As 2023 started, I felt an invitation from the Holy Spirit that he had more for me. I felt an overwhelming sense that Jesus was saying, come on this journey with me. I have way more for you. I have way more for you and for your life. I didn't exactly know what LTS was or what to expect, but I knew I had to do it. What a life-changing experience it has been. I've struggled with the view of my heavenly father my whole life because I don't have a great relationship with my earthly father. I thought that might be a theme for me during LTS. So when the first night was all about the character of God, I was totally blown away and I was just in tears that God would use this time. God used that first night to show me how good and loving he is and that his character is kind. The Holy Spirit gave me a really cool picture that night showing me that he's using my husband's relationship with our kids right now to show me what a true good father looks like. A deep love, and I would do anything for these kids type of love. Then on Friday night, when Roger was talking about the father's embrace, something incredible happened. Honestly, kind of zoned out. I was just thinking, (laughs) I'm tired, and I was thinking about my relationship with my dad and what it would be like to have a good dad. Then out of nowhere, I felt this gentle weight just all around me. And I kind of sat there for a second. I was like, what am I? Am I imagining something? And I felt just the presence of Jesus all around me. But of course, you know, my brain's like, you're imagining that. And my heart's like, no, that's Jesus. He's giving you, you know, the biggest hug. So I felt as if Jesus was physically in front of me, giving me just the biggest dad hug ever. So after that, the Holy Spirit showed me this beautiful picture of what had just happened. It was Jesus kneeling down in front of me with his arms just wrapped all around me. I felt like I needed that experience in order for my, life, for my relationship with Jesus to feel more personal. That hug felt so personal and specific, and on my drive home, I just wept. I couldn't hold in the tears. Jesus is so kind to me. Another special moment was you have a one-on-one with someone, and there were some deep things brought to the surface. It was incredibly healing to pray over those things and release them. I felt peaceful, lighter afterwards, and although it was extremely difficult and tender to remember some incidents from childhood, I truly felt free of all of them and healed after my session. I think some of my biggest takeaways from LTS are just realizing the character of God is good. Jesus truly wants a close, intimate relationship with me. I felt like I fell more in love with him, and I got a glimpse into what life with him is like. I also learned a lot about controlling my thoughts and perspective. My heart has shifted in many areas, and I am already feeling more hopeful and joyful. I can tell that Jesus is definitely chasing me down this year and wanting to know just how special I am to him. I've been following Jesus my entire life, but I have learned so many new things over the past 12 days, and my heart has changed in ways I didn't even know I needed. I'm so very thankful for this experience. This is something kind of cool to my last thing. I'd heard a lot of different people say that they felt like each class and each session was specifically for them, and to me, that just goes to show how special and individual that we are to our Father. He knows us just like we know our own kids differently. He's ready to meet us in whatever season we are in, and he's there to walk us through our specific wounds. I would highly encourage anyone who's on the fence about attending LTS to pray and ask the Holy Spirit if he is inviting them on a journey towards Jesus, just like he did for me. I'll never be the same. Come on, Micah. If you didn't hear, my name is Micah. So, um, I actually had a friend who told me to do this, and I probably wouldn't be up here except that he bugged me about it. And his name is Elijah Martin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not a guy who just gets on the newest trend or anything. It's like, oh, hey, you should check this out. If it's actually something, if it's impactful, he lets you know. And he let me know. He's like, Micah, you've got to do this. He's like, whatever i got to do to help you out, I will do it. And I was like, okay. And I signed up, and I could have swore there was child care. Because I have a two-year-old. And I get here and show up with that. So I'm like, okay, hey, where do we go? There's no child care. Okay, so my ADHD hit again. I spaced on that one, apparently. 
And so called up my wife, and she came up and helped me out. And he gives me a call after I let him know what's going on. He's like, dude, he's like, any day you need me, call me. I will watch your kid for you. So I want to thank Elijah for that, and I want to thank my lovely wife, Paige, for watching our kid and being okay with the house being a little bit more cluttered because I'm not around to help cook or clean or dishes or anything like that. Thank you so much, Paige. So they asked us, you know, you're, write up your testimony. What did you learn through LTS? And what I learned is through LTS is of the power that God has given all of us over the spiritual realm and through Christ. I grew up Baptist, and so and all my churches were a little bit more service-based. Be the hands and feet of God. They didn't lean much into the spiritual stuff. And I've always been a little weary of that myself. And so learning about that and that the spiritual realm is, it has a little bit more to do with our daily lives than I previously thought. That through Christ's blood, we can be untethered from generational curses, from ties to other people and unseen spirits. That if you know somebody or just randomly met somebody who's unsaved and they need to be, and they, that needs to be separated from a spirit, that they need to repent first to be filled with Christ. Because if not, before Do they have to be filtered with Christ before you separate them from that spirit? Otherwise, you doom them to a, to a fate worse than they had previously thought of or you thought of. Because it's going to come back with seven more worse than itself. Could be in seven different ways or they could all stack on each other. And I had baggage. Some that I was even afraid to guess what it was. I didn't want to look back and see what it was and figure it out. I wanted to go along and not recognize it because maybe then it wasn't real. But it is real. But through LTS, like, I am freed from it. And as long as I continue to seek God and Him first, I will remain free from it. And being released is just the first step. Walking it out is the most important part of it all. Thank you. Ashton Hogue. So Ashton's going to be our last testimony, and we're going to have some baptisms. So take a deep breath. Okay. Hi, family. First of all, I want to point out that Guile and I are wearing the same outfit. I'll just acknowledge that. I must be cool. I must be cool. <laughs> Down to the shoes and everything. I noticed <laughs> when you were praying for Sam. And I, I texted Annie and I was like, I'm wearing the same outfit as your dad right now. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Ashton, like he said. Um, and I just want to share with you guys a picture that the Lord's given me. Um, and it, it kind of takes a while, so stick with me. But um, the Sunday morning that I felt prompted to sign up for LTS, I had been dealing with a lot of fear um, and anxiety, which kind of tends to be sometimes a theme in my life, but it had kind of been um, bothering me more than normal, more than I would like. And in worship, I, um, I, I was trying to worship, but kept feeling like I had to... I was like looking over my shoulder, both spiritually and physically. Like if someone would come in the door behind me, I felt fear to like watch my back, you know. And so I just asked the Lord to put me at ease um, and, and felt myself be able to just sprint into his embrace and his present presence and fall into his arms. Um, and I took a lot of comfort in that picture and then signed up for LTS right after that. Fast forward to LTS, a couple people have mentioned Roger did a teaching on the embrace of the father, and at the center of that teaching was the parable of the prodigal son. 
Um, and I was reminded of that picture the Lord had given me of me running towards him and falling in his arms. And that was, that's very similar to the picture that I've always had of the story of the prodigal son, that when he came home, the father ran to him and embraced him, right? Puts the robe on him, puts the ring. Um, and the Holy Spirit just started to extend my picture of falling into the father's arms as if I were the prodigal. I've always pictured a kind of a setting for the parable of the prodigal son, that there's this road leading up to a home at the end of it, and that's God's home, right, that he's calling his son back into. And, and whenever the picture was extended, it was that not only did I fall into the father's embrace, but he welcomed me into that home, and I was a daughter, a part of that family. And this is all happening while we're praying, and the hugging's happening, right? And yet still, I felt my spirit looking out the windows of that house, getting distracted and looking out the window like, what's coming down that road? Is it something that can hurt me? What is coming down that road that might threaten what I have here with the Father? And just dreading um, what I didn't know would come. And the Lord spoke to me clearly while I felt this anxiety and said, there's nothing coming down that road that I can't redeem. Yeah, there's nothing coming down that road that I can't redeem. So you have nothing to fear. And I was no longer threatened, realizing so fully what it means for him to be my refuge. It's not, um, I told Anna, sometimes I think of refuge as like this makeshift tent that's like with a tarp that just barely covers my head in the rain. That is not the kind of refuge that the Lord is. He's my full protector and coverer, right? And that's not all, right? That's not all. Behind the house, once I could feel safe in that refuge, he showed me the backyard, right? And it's this expansive meadow that just goes on and on and on, and it's beautiful and lush. And my father tells me that the whole meadow belongs to me. He says, I, I've given this to you. All of this belongs to you, and I want you to delight in it and bask in it. There's no leveling up or earning access to new, better parts of the meadow by being a better daughter, being a better Christian, right? There's none of that. The whole meadow belongs to me. His spirit is inside of me. The person of Jesus lives inside of me. And he's given it to me freely. He invites me to explore this living thing one section at a time as much as I can take in at once, right? He's given us, given to us himself, his whole self, and he wants our whole heart. And I just felt the ability to give my heart to him completely and trust him. So from this perspective, in my prayer session with Anna, more light was shed on the ways that I've wandered from God. Um, and this is so freeing because he revealed a picture of me wandering down the road away from the home, not too far off the path, and kind of in the picture, I was like a child. Um, you know, when you're a kid, you go outside and you play make-believe, right? And I was just outside playing make-believe, but I had started to believe that the make-believe story was actually true and was like wandering lost and in despair and hopeless. And it, <laughs> I just saw him um, coming out and saying, what are you doing, beloved? Like, come inside, it's time for dinner, you know? Like, what are you doing out here? And that was the, that's just like lies that I've believed. It has, those lies I believed were so true and had so much power over me. It was just me playing make-believe and, and believing what the accuser was whispering in my ear, right? But reality was that God was, is waiting for me at home and, and welcomes me back in, that he prepares a table for me even in the presence of my enemies, He's called me out of the make-believe and the game of lies and into his glorious light, which is just his home, right, his house. And there's nothing coming down that road that he can't redeem. And God is love. God is good. So those last, these last 10 days of LTS, he's just revealed to me that um, I have freedom of joy 
and that reality, and he's given me unshakable strength of identity. So, thank you. I'm hoping you're feeling some of the intensity of what God has been doing in us. So we had some of our folks who you heard say wanted to be baptized. And here's the deal. So you know, baptism is a participatory moment. This doesn't happen without you. See what I'm saying? Because this is like a wedding. Weddings are about a commitment that's already made between Jesus and this person. But it is then... We're being baptized into a family that then says together, yes, we see what you've done and we agree and we're here to help. So for these baptisms coming up, if you guys are willing to say you're going to commit to help these guys follow Jesus, will you say, I will? Okay, so let's witness these baptisms together. Hey, guys. So this is Joel Austin, and he just graduated from LTS, and he wanted to be baptized. So, Joel, is there anything that you want to share before we baptize you? Yes, I have something to share. Um, I've decided to rededicate my life to Christ as I've come to better appreciate how God is good and has promised himself to me. As I trust God with this life, I know I will experience his will for me, which is the best thing available to any person. Although this commitment will take work and boundaries, it's worthwhile because Jesus is worthy of all my praise and affection. He won't let me down. He's already made his way for me. I once worried a lot and doubted God's goodness, but uh, LTS has really helped me see God's goodness. Now I'm free to live and be assured God is happy with me. So, Joel, do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of God to give you a new life as a child of God? I do, yes. And will you follow Jesus with your whole life from now until it ends? Yes, I will. So, based on your commitment to trust in Jesus and follow him, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Awesome. Next we have Selena getting baptized. There's a microphone. Hello, my name is Selena Irene Cox. I went by chance since 2017 when I first came to Believer's Church. I left everything and came to Tulsa at 1.30 a.m., and God found me here. I first met Jesus when I was nine years old at a Christian vacation Bible camp in the woods. Jesus physically manifested that day, and I have searched for him my whole life. Over the last 12 days of LTS, I seen the exact same Jesus on earth that he was in heaven that day when I was nine. I was released from a root of bitterness towards my real parents and healing has been taking place in my physical body as well as my heart. I've dealt with issues of identity my whole life and I stand before you today one person whole and uniquely created. Today I have parents. I am not an orphan. My father is God and my mother is Believer's Church, where I have been nurtured into a more mature relationship with Christ. I am on a journey with God, and I love my father and my mother and myself. Amen. Amen. Okay, Selena, do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of the throne of God? to give you a new life as his child. I do. Will you follow Jesus with your whole life from now until it ends? Yes, I will. Based on your commitment to follow and trust Jesus, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's <laughs> 
heard her testimony. Samantha, do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of the throne of God to give you a new life as his child? Yes. Will you follow Jesus with your whole life from now until it ends? Yes. Based on your commitment to trust and follow Jesus, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You heard Anna's testimony. Anna, do you put your faith in Jesus, the Son of God, who died I for do. your sins? I do. He rose from the dead. Will you commit to following him with your whole life? I will. Will you speed up a little bit? No. Based on your commitment and pledge to follow him with your whole life, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. as the Son of God, who died for your sins, rose from the grave, and sits at the right hand of the Father, yeah. to be your, you're going to be his child yeah. from forever. I do. Based on your commitment, <laughs> let's baptize you, okay? Okay, I baptize you, Shannon, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Let's all stand together. <laughs> I know service has gone kind of long. I uh, didn't know we were going to have that many testimonies. I said, just bring them all. It's like, okay, well, we did. This is family business. This is what we live for, guys. This is what we live for. Could you feel the Father's love? Could you feel the transformative moment that's happened inside of us? This is what we live for. So we're going to finish by praying for the very people that need the very Father that's saying, I want my kids back. I want my kids back. We, it's our practice at noon to pray for what we call our Oikos map. It's a people far from God that are in a relational network. And so let's just bring those people to mind. Maybe picture their faces in your mind. And let's pray this out loud together. Lord, I pray for the people in my life who are far from you. Deliver them from the evil one. Bring them into your family and help them to grow as your disciples. Amen. We're having a party for Sam and Abby right there. There's going to be sugar and all kinds of things like that. Give them a hug. Give them money. Give them whatever. We bless you. Have a wonderful week.